What is up, everybody? Mike here, of course, the host of the Air Attack Podcast, and I have a show for you today. You may remember him from a few shows from, uh, what, last year, I believe. I don't remember. I think the last time I had uh, this guest on, there was a tornado the following morning at 5 o'clock, so it's been a minute. But nonetheless, D'Artanian Tinsley, the former Casey Unite, is now uh, in Cincinnati and part of Luke Fickle's Cincinnati Bearcats uh, football program. And we'll talk that. We'll talk the entire process and what he's been up to since uh, the trans. Of course, during the transition and now in Cincinnati. But first things first, uh, D'Artanian, my man, welcome back. And uh, did you look sure. good, my man? Hey man, I appreciate it. I'm looking rough with the hair, but I, I, I know I'm, I'm trying to get there for sure. So. <laughs> nah, it's been you know you're good and and uh, glad to have you back on. And I'm always <clears throat> it's all ex- exciting to talk with you. And of course, now so much has gone on uh, since you last came on. And first things first is well, people that hopefully you know, the listeners, if you've never been to Grace and you won't at all understand but you know you go from now small town obviously obviously now to big uh city live in uh, cincinnati and man dude how how cincinnati how's spring ball going um so we just finished up spring ball today um it's been going good it's definitely uh i wouldn't say like there's too much of a like a learning curve but the speed definitely picks up so uh you know that was probably the biggest thing to get adjusted to right away and then um, I mean, you know, that that was probably about it as far as, you know, the football goes. It was just nice to actually go through my first spring ball. You know, my years at KCU, it was either COVID or, or we had to play a spring season or something like that. So it was actually nice to go through one. Um, you know, as far as living in Cincinnati, I'm, I mean, my dad's side of the family is from this area. So I was kind of already – so I used to stay up here um, from when I was about 4 to 14. So I was kind of already used to the area. I had a lot to tie into, you know, why I'm a Bearcat. So it was definitely uh definitely an easy switch. It wasn't really hard. Very nice. And of course, for many of you listeners out there, uh it was uh Cincinnati, I believe Western Kentucky, I think Temple Temple. Was that your top three? That missed one or is there a top four? Uh I have Buffalo in there as well. Yeah, that's right. Buffalo. I knew I have one I knew it was one more out there. I couldn't think of it so buffalo washington kentucky uh temple and cincinnati of course obviously family family ties to cincinnati i'm sure made the decision um easier for you and uh and uh all that good stuff yeah definitely uh definitely made it easier uh it would have kind of been the same thing uh at western kentucky too you know i'm a one bro kid western kentucky kid so um Either one, you know, either one really would have been great. Uh, I just felt, you know, this was probably the best opportunity, the best situations, especially as far as um, trying to take your game to the next level. Um, and then it had a lot to do, you know, kind of with who they hired Absolutely. as a as an offensive line coach. Um, coach Mike Cummins, he used to be at Central Michigan. Um, yep. He came here. Um, he was recruiting me at Central Michigan. He came here and was kind of like, now he was me. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm from that area. Um, I would love the opportunity, as you everybody knows, they was a college football mm-hmm. playoff team. So, like, it, it kind of doesn't get better than that, you know what I mean? So, it, it would have been kind of hard to turn that down. So, you know, that's kind of how everything panned out and worked itself out. 
and you brought that up, of course, Cincinnati coming off of the uh, college football playoff appearance, of course, um, losing to Alabama. But what's what's the vibe um, throughout spring that Coach Fickle has had, had you guys, of course, you know, and of course a vibe for you, new vibe coming from uh, uh, KCU to Cincinnati. What's been the vibe as an overall team um, as you guys are – finishing up, of course, spring ball wrapping up and now focusing into the summer and, of course, fall camp? Um, so, you know, everybody's hungry. Everybody wants to get back there. Um, and the number one thing that he tells us daily, you know, everything is earned, nothing's given. Um, the only thing that we're, we're blessed with is another opportunity to be great. So, you know, everybody's buying into that. Um, they kind of understand where he's coming from on that. And, you know, that's, that's worked the past two years if you just look at how the program's turned around and, you know, Peach Bowl and then college football playoffs. So, you know, they're going to, we're, we're, well, we're going to trust and believe in, in what he got going on because uh, obviously it's been working. So uh, that's kind of what he's been telling us for sure. Everybody's just hungry. Uh, you know, we just finished up spring ball. So kind of going to go into like a little dead period, um, get a little bit of time off and then swing back in the summer. And it's going to be the same mission over again in the fall camp. So. Coming in, I noticed that I believe a few, maybe a week or two ago, I can't remember exactly when, so obviously don't judge me on that one, but you looks like you lost some weight since you left KCU headed into K, uh, headed into uh, Cincy. So I actually, I weigh less. Um, yeah, so I did lose a, a tiny bit, but it wasn't no, well, hold on. Nothing like. I, I was about 325 too at KCU. It's just. You can tell the the programs, you know, as far as weightlifting here and weightlifting at KCU is totally different. So it's like you can come in three thirty. They want you at three thirty. They're just going to cut you up to make you a a nice mm-hmm. fit three thirty. You know what I mean? So it's really just it's all a testament to uh, Coach Brady um, Collins. That's our strength coach, and you know, just coming in and working every day. Really, very nice. And of course. Um... You know, I don't want to get too personal because I believe some decisions I always tell people that, uh, you know, it's between certain people. So I don't want to get too much into your mess, but or into your life. But what was one of many reasons that um, you had to say goodbye to uh, Kentucky Christian and, of course, uh, open up your recruitment again? Um, You know, just coming into it, it was kind of like I, I went there. Um Felt I did great things there, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, at the time, whenever it came, I definitely I wasn't like a hundred percent sure on doing it. But um, they kind of took a conversation with my O line coach, Coach Robert uh, Robert Couch, he used to coach for the Bengals. Uh, he kind of sat me down and was like, "We got to get you um, on a better level as far as mm-hmm. playing and, and playing style." And he just was like, "You know, you accomplished back to back all conference first team, and you know." Probably could have could have got the All American tag, but you know that's that's not for me to decide. I just got to keep working. But um, you know, I just kind of took that conversation and and uh, him basically, you know, staying close to me and walking me through the process, and that was really kind of it. It wasn't like um, any bad turns with KCU. I actually right. had to go back had to go back last month to get the rest of my stuff, and it's it's all love. You know, everybody's there, everybody's cheering for me there. It's just kind of like. Um, it's almost like an example, you know, from 
the small school to transfer big. So a lot of people are are bought into that process as well. Like, okay, KCU can do this and get you there. And mm-hmm. that's a cool thing to see. Um, I also plan on being at their spring game uh, the 28th. So um, there's no love loss, anything like that. I, I love that place. It's the first place to give me my opportunity. Um, so no, uh, no negativity there for sure. No, I think that's awesome because you see a lot of, you know, I'm not gonna, <clears throat> I know a few certain stories that locally here that kind of took place. I'm sure, you know, you can say bad blood, whatever, and that's none of my business. But uh, and it's good to see that because oftentimes not uh, a lot of players or there's certain situations that uh, that will lead people to others, that will lead others to other places on different kind of terms. and But um Looking back to KCU as we move forward to uh, Cincinnati, what would be some of your memories that you take from KCU and and life lessons and obviously uh, keeping the heart as you pursue Cincinnati and even years down the road after graduation? Um, definitely, it'll it'll be that six and two season. Um, just knowing. Knowing the impact there and how we made history there that year during that COVID season, that'll definitely be a memory. Um, but also, it's just, you know, it's the friendships you make. Um, yep. There's guys that I still talk to every day today that, um, you know, we went to school together at KCU. So it's just as far as the, the friendships and, you know, stuff like that, you'll take that as well. Um, I think the most important thing is, is really that relationship I, I did build with Coach Couch, but not just Coach Couch, Coach Dorsey as well, as far as my online mm-hmm. coaches. Uh, I tell people all the time, those are my guys. So, um, you know, I can call and talk to them whenever. Uh, they'll give me advice whenever. Um, you know, Coach Couch has a lot, a lot of knowledge on the next level as far as the NFL. So, you know, as far as watching film of NFL teams breaking down tackles and guards and stuff like that, he has great knowledge there. So, uh, I'll definitely remember that as well and continue to, you know, take advantage of that. Very nice. And <clears throat> now, <clears throat> excuse me. Now it kind of, I know someone was kind of wanting to kind of get a little insight, if you will. But when you finally decided that, hey, I'm going to pursue uh, other opportunities, of course, outside of Kentucky Christian and, and uh, what you what a lot of people will say opened up your recruitment process and so on and so forth. What was what was it like? Um, obviously, when was the process for when you announced it to now Cincinnati? When when Cincinnati uh, talked with you and everything else, what was their first pitch to kind of like, hey, you know, this is this is the place to be at? Um. But- their first pitch wasn't really – it wasn't nothing crazy. Um, right. They kind of found out more about me, found out I was from this area. It's like, why, why wouldn't you want to come home, you know? Exactly. Uh, you've been at a different school that's been away from home. Why wouldn't you want to come be back uh, amongst your people? And it was just kind of like, you know, uh, when we're high school kids, for example, you know, that that idea of coming home and being a hometown hero is always a great idea. So mm-hmm. uh, that pitch um, – that was that was definitely kind of their their go to, but um, you know, comparing that just to everybody else's, it was kind of like a no brainer. Um, you know, it was kind of like, okay, I'm gonna go be a Bearcat. You know what I mean? I like that, and 
you know, I respect, of course, all of Cincinnati and and the program and and really the, the entire athletic department as a whole. And and so, on a side note, just kind of curiosity, where will you be heading to this year? Uh, class rank. Where will you be at on the in in regards to class? I'll be a junior in the classroom, and um, I'll be um, a red shirt sophomore on the field. I had to think about that for a second. I feel like I'm going to play football nonstop for the past four years. So, Love it. So what you're telling me, there's a good chance, D'Artagnan, that you could still be on the program, that you still be on the program, I should say, when uh, Cincinnati, of course, opens Big 12 play here uh, within the next year or two. Yeah, that'll be next season. So you know, yeah, I, we'll we'll see how everything goes, and you know, I, I probably will say I don't see myself here for that. I definitely want to experience that. So we'll <laughs> we'll probably go and see that's gonna happen. Of course, everybody's like, well, "Why are you so you know curious?" A. Hopefully, Cincinnati comes to Norman next year. Um, I hope. Well, first of all, let's hope that Oklahoma doesn't just bolt for the SEC just yet. Give me one more year. Um, but but uh, but no, nonetheless, jokes aside, what you know, of course, we all see pictures and social media posts and everything else. We obviously we don't get the real, real vibe of whatever. What's it like in Cincinnati, regards practically the entire university? Speaking of you know bolting for the Big Twelve, what's the feel like? Like hey, we're about you know final year of the American Athletic Conference. We're now going to go play some Big 12 football. What I would, you know, I was at least considered probably know, a good year, probably top top three in the conference or in the nation in regards to um, football conferences. But what the feel like just playing like, hey, we're about to play with the Big 12? Um, you know, it's, it's definitely been kind of sat down and thought it's kind of like when the time comes, it comes. You never want to think uh, extremely too far. You know, I mean, right, exactly. kinda, yeah, I kind of want to just stay in the moment, understand like, yeah, that's that's to come, but we we want to win another, you know, AAC championship for sure. So that's that's kind of campus wide. They're kind of just like they're all the way behind us, but it's like especially they're like go win the other one and then go to the Big Twelve mm-hmm. and win one. So that's kind of how the feeling is. <clears throat> so going to now you're in Cincinnati. What? <laughs> What what obviously you have more food selections in regards to restaurants and and all that good stuff. But what was the, some of the very first things, the uh, very first week for you that took place? Uh, what all did you get to go back to do when you get your first week in Cincinnati? Um, you definitely had to stop at Skyline. Um, that's a no brainer. Skyline Chili. Um, <laughs> I think is there's a lot of food places. Uh, there's a Jamaican restaurant here. I definitely had to try that. Uh, soul food, you know, just compared mm. to Grayson, no brainer. I could take it to all the food, <laughs> probably, but we'll be here for a little minute. Um, <laughs> different compared to you know McDonald's. I used to serve chicken noodle soup. I guess is what you told me. So, <laughs> so it's a it's a switch up for sure. Hey everybody, D'Artagnan never experienced it, but. To this day, and I will put this into my grave, is that McDonald's and Grayson served chicken noodle soup. And I don't know why. I never had it. 
I don't know if it was good. Apparently, it wasn't good because it wasn't still on the menu when you were there. So yeah. apparently, it was not uh, the uh, fan favorite. Yeah, you said chicken noodle soup at a McDonald's. Like, I told you the first day, I didn't even believe you. So. That's nuts. That's definitely nuts. <laughs> no, I'm happy for you. And, you know, it's exciting, uh, you know, and you brought that up and, you know, jokes aside, but it's it's a true testament of uh, of what, you know, if you continue to pursue your dreams, where you can go and, you know, and even though I know a lot of people say, what's well, case to you, but at the same time, you're a testament like, hey, just because you start out a smaller program, you can always end up with the big boys, I always say. So, you know, that's awesome testament and also more testament for you just because you never quit pursuing what you really wanted. And that's what I always say. That's that's grinding. And, hey, the best is still to come. All right. Most definitely. We just <laughs> – Hey, it's uh, something that me and my my guy, uh, Chad Morris, I'm pretty sure he's probably tuned in or listening, but um, it's something that we always say, man, it doesn't matter the location. It doesn't matter if you're at a D3, um, Division One. if you magically got to skip over and make it to the league. You know, it's the, the same message that we give to each other uh, every day is big business. Mm-hmm. You know, with him, that may be, uh, he's a barber in the city, but his, his big business may be just giving back to kids and, and uh, changing their lives. While mine might be, you know, uh, playing football, but also getting that, that opportunity to impact the youth as well. So um, basically looking at it, man, it's just, that, that's kind of what I run off of, big business. You know, just go in and put your head down and work. You know, everything's a business trip, so. Well, absolutely. And, uh, you know, of course, business trip and, and Cincinnati obviously has been to the big now, the big dance, what you call it, the uh, college football semifinals and and all that good stuff. And Luke Fickle, who I highly um, respect as a head coach, and I've heard phenomenal things off the field as well about him. What kind of guy? I know we see we see all the coaches on the sideline and and all that good stuff. What kind of guy is Luke behind the scenes and off? off camera, you know, during practice and maybe even, you know, off the field, so to speak? Um, You know, a lot of people, like, they might have coaches that are, are quote-unquote, two-basic or something like that. But mm-hmm. he's an all-around guy. What you what you see is what you're going to get. You know what I mean? Anything that he tells you on your visit is going to be exactly how he's going to be during practice, during meetings. He's uh, somebody that's going to have energy, that's definitely going to push you. Um, and you know, that's, that's him. I mean, he's not, it's no kind of, no kind of, um, faking to it or faking he making anything like that. It's just like, what you see is what you're going to get for sure. I like that. And, uh, <clears throat> I do believe, correct me if I'm wrong. Did your number change, um, from KCU to, to Cincinnati? Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's 58 from the spring. We'll see if I want to go back to that final four or not. Um, I know my friend at, at KCU, he's the center. Uh, his name's Lakeel Aaron, a child. Um, he wore 58. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I get to wear 58. And I called him, and he was like, oh, you trying to be just like me, this and that and the other. So it was cool for sure. We'll see. We'll see if it sticks or not. But, you know, it's something about that final four I've been very lucky in. So I might might have to go ahead and put that back on. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of curious because you know I know a lot of people try to keep the keep the same number, which I have nothing wrong with. And uh, 
at, at the same time, I know, you know, different look, different, uh, you know, scenery and maybe a different number. So I was kind of curious if, uh, if we'll be seeing those double digits uh, being changed on your jersey this year. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No one call it too, well, too early. We'll see after our, probably after summer, go ahead and in the fall camp. So if you see on Twitter or Instagram that I'm in 5-4 again, we, we kind of already know what happened. So, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, you know, it's exciting. Um, obviously, great catching back up with you and and all that. When you obviously arrived on campus, but what was it like? And and you know, obviously, you mentioned it earlier, and I'm sure it's a whole lot faster. You know. The speed of the game. We always talk about the NFL with the speed of the game being quicker than the NFL course and so on and so forth. The speed of the game obviously is, you know, transition, you know, faster players, no disrespect to case, you know, smaller ball, but, you know, the reality is, you know, faster players, so on and so forth. What was it like, um, really, your first day of camp, putting on your cleats and your helmet or if it's full pads or whatever the case may be, walking really from, on that field and really playing some ball ball. Um, so it was, you know, it was definitely surreal. It's like, okay, you're really in this moment. Um, kind of take advantage of this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like, um, I tell people here all the time, like there's ballers definitely for sure at, at the NAI level that probably could be. at. Oh, absolutely. School. Absolutely. You know, last year I played, uh, the kid from Reinhardt, he's a two-time All-American. Like mm-hmm. him, the kid from Kaiser down in Florida. Like those those guys could play at a Division One school for sure. But um, definitely, just getting here and kind of seeing how everybody has that talent, you know that that you got and that, that mostly anybody that's on the Division One football team has. Um, it's it's kind of nuts, but just I think the biggest thing is just seeing how um, how they improve the. You not know well to use not just talent but also technique and stuff. That's that's probably the crazy part. I just think the the biggest difference was how serious they take their work. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes at those smaller schools, you you kind of shy off, and it's kind of like okay, well, I mean, not me or anybody, for example, but there's some kids there that are kind of like okay, you know, I'm just using this to basically get school paid for. While everybody here is like, okay, I'm trying to take somebody's job. It's a competition, so that that was the biggest the biggest change up for sure. I like that, and you know, you always get that surreal moment, like you're living in the moment. And um, when you're not, um, was there any, you know, um, was there any? No, I shouldn't say issues. That really sounds bad. Did you uh, early on in, in spring bowl? Was there any adjustments you had to make personally to kind of match up with the the speed, or was it pretty much the same old Dartini can be out there balling and the rest is history? Um, I mean, early on, it's like you probably have like a one or two practice adjustment mm-hmm. period. I mean, it's not like it's not really like I was struggling or anything like that. Right. It's just. I think the bigger thing was just kind of seeing how they do stuff here versus how you're used to um, was probably the craziest first couple of practices. That, that was probably the craziest thing to see. But it was really no kind of struggle. Um, it was just kind of like, okay, um, 
at KCU, you might have just been playing right tackle here. They probably want you to mm-hmm. play tackle guard and see if you can snap. So it's just like how to handle business. It's really been the the kind of switch up. You know, that that's probably the biggest thing. Have you got the opportunity to snap yet? No. <laughs> no I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. We'll we'll see on that, but no, I haven't. <laughs> One one. I, was kind of curious. I didn't even snap. I was curious about your snap skills. Nah, man, I probably it's been since high school, <laughs> and that was probably for a practice. Right. That wasn't nothing crazy. It was probably just short. Yeah, <laughs> probably probably all I can say about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if anybody from from my high school days listens or not, but I'm going to say one story. I know. Remember, we had a center in high school. Of course, I'm. It's now 16 years ago, but oh well. Uh, but we had one center in high school. I swear to God, poor kid. Um, couldn't get the ball to the quarterback if his life depended on it. It was either two or three yards short, over the head if it was in shotgun. You know, under center, probably we. I'm sure we fumbled quite a bit. We weren't a very good team to begin with, so I'm just gonna put that out there anyway. But uh, the point of it is, it's you know they tried. You know I tried out. No, snapping was not for. It was not in my uh, uh, God-given skills on that one. It's it's a it's a certain. It's like wine almost. It's like yep. It's a hard taste. You know, not everybody got it. So it's something. <laughs> uh, something something different. What I was gonna ask. Um, are we just live? Like I was gonna share the link. I didn't see it pop up. Is it not live? Hmm. Let's find this out. We are go. Oh, here we go. All right, StreamYard. You're slacking here. We're going to get this back up. So it should have been here. It's here. Yeah, I was trying. That's why I kept looking at my phone. I was like, oh, I want to share the link for him. <laughs> it's not on here. But... Yeah, because I was like wondering to him, like, nobody's. Nobody's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's see. Yeah, last night I don't know oh, the last two. I shouldn't say the last two shows, but two the last two of the three shows to keep this going. The last two of the three shows, I was completely black, and no one even said anything because I thought it was perfectly fine. Of course, now I'm starting to uh, um, uh, college football. Um, but um, but no, I was uh. Because someone says, I can't see him. Like, uh, and then, of course, uh, Gab, she was like, Well, I can see him. Like, okay, well, now I'm completely confused. Um, but anyway, so let me get this because I don't know why it should have been up there, but that makes more sense now. Because yeah, I was like, I was looking, I'm like, Usually it'll say it on you know, Twitter, or yeah, because <laughs> so yeah, nobody's there. We go, sweet. Should be up and running. Let's find out. I believe so. Uh, Twitter. Come on. There we go. Yep, we're good. Good deal, good deal. 
Um, when, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're not, uh, of course, practicing, watching film, um, going to class, the list goes on and on. What are some things that uh, we may be seeing catching you doing outside of uh, outside of football and and going to class? Um, outside of it, I'm probably. I mean, I'm an old soul, so you know, kind of <laughs> kind of what you're seeing right behind me is music. <laughs> Um, looking at, at different ways to improve my game or, or hanging with my roommate. Uh, he's a left tackle on the team. His name is James Stutzman. You know, he's a dad. Or, um, you know, there's sometimes I go across the bridge. That's where my mom stays, where my dad stays. So I might go see see the family a little bit. But uh, other than that, I mean, I'm not doing too much. Um, you could say, well, no, nah, that, that's another thing. I'm Right now, I'm planning uh, for the summer. Um, host them on youth camp, so you know, give them back to the kids. So definitely during this past month, that's been the the biggest thing is you know trying to secure sponsorships or or make sure kids are getting signed up, making sure you know parents have any questions I can answer for them. So that's probably what my last month's been. But usually on a day to day, it's just it's kind of you know something something as people say something slight. It's nothing major mm-hmm. at all. So. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to lead into the next thing. So, of course, you're starting yeah, the first annual youth football camp. Um, obviously, giving back to the community. And uh, I, I highly applaud you for that and wanted to make, of course, an impact on younger uh, younger players and, and obviously uh, working with them. <clears throat> kind of, I shouldn't say what made you, but, you know, I'm sure, obviously, the excitement of it, but the, tell the listeners a little about because I'll uh, hit you up with uh, with um, Law Terrain afterwards, and I'll let's see if they can't help you out uh, when it comes to sponsorships and all that good stuff. Um, what's it like been setting up your football camp? You know the process, and you know, kind of tell tell the listeners out there, especially in Cincinnati, because I know. I looked it up. Ohio is pretty listened in, and that Cincinnati, Cleveland area has been my biggest hit so far. And but um, now, tell the listeners out there and the people on the live stream all about your uh, youth camp that's coming up here. Um, so the camp's gonna be um, it's gonna be in my hometown. Like I'm, I'm born and raised stayed there until I was about four in Orangeboro. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I went to high school at, and you know that's where I go for most of my breaks. Um, so the name of the camp is uh, the One Dream One Go Camp. Um, or one go, one dream. I said it backwards. <laughs> My bad. Um, You're it's good. basically, it's, yeah, it's a free camp, man. You know, it's hosted by me um, and, and three other Division One football players. Really, four, possibly five in an in a NFL prospect. Hopefully, we'll see how schedules align nice. for that. But basically, um, it, the main focus is um, giving back to the community, you know, especially the youth. Um, right now, the city is kind of, I wouldn't say like our city's not bad by any means, but it's like there's there's certain traps that the youth can fall into. Um, and basically, all I'm doing right now, man, is just using uh, football to give back. You know, especially at this awesome. platform. You know, when you get to this level, and that's why I call the other guys like you know, you guys got um, quote unquote shock value uh, being at Division One schools. People are gonna know mm-hmm. who you are. Already. Um, I'm like, you can use that to change somebody's life. Because I can remember, like, when I was a kid, and um, 
I stayed up in this area in Cincinnati, Covington, Newport, you know, that area. Um, after we won our like youth Super Bowl, I met Andrew Whitworth at uh, Gameworks. Oh. <laughs> so like just thinking about being at that kind of pedestal, of course he's an NFL player, but you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to kids, they look at college football players at the division one level or NFL players is almost like uh superheroes. So I know when I seen him as a kid, I'm like, oh, he's he's huge, like <laughs> like he's big, you know. Um, it was just kind of it was kind of something I definitely had to do. Um, and basically for me, I, I wanted to make the camp free. Um, I feel like personally for a youth camp, there's no need to charge kids. You know what I mean? Um, right. if, if a child falls into the category of like Section Eight housing and stuff like that, they might not have. 25 to 50 dollars mm-hmm. going to youth camp and you know i gotta i gotta correct myself too because i know it's probably people listening like oh he's trying to disrespect anybody but it's no disrespect right. to it um i know what the high schools do there um that's very important you know they they impact um, the youth as well but it's just like for me when i was sitting down and looking at it i didn't want to charge anybody to come learn football you know what i mean and that was that was the biggest thing and and really the thing behind the name as well is just kind of like, you know, everybody has everybody has a dream, right? Yep. You know, it might be the NFL. It might be uh, to play Division One football. Or it might be just to go to college and get your school paid for. Or, you know, mm-hmm. somebody, like I, I kind of told our newspaper, anybody's dream could be different, right? It could be, you know, just simply them wanting to, be a, a great father or something like that. But then it's also things that we have to put in place, which are goals, right? On how, you know, we want to continue to accomplish that. Like for me, you know, my dream was always to be here. Um, definitely to play division one football. You can ask my <laughs> brother that. You can ask him like, um, there was, there was definitely times though, where it was like, I don't, I don't really know about football. Um, about three years of high school, I didn't play. So I was just kind of like, oh, okay. It's no biggie, but then I like my senior year, I had to really sit down and think to myself, like, you know, I also had to pray on it. Like, what's 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 that dream that I remember having as a kid? And it was like, okay, play college football. Got to KCU, and then while I got to KCU, I had goals where it was like, I want to make first team all conference, all American, I want to give up no sacks, accomplish those goals, yeah. right? And then it was like, okay, my next dream right now is either gonna be I want to play at the college well, at the division one level or I want to make it to the league. The next dream that came along though was the division one football level, which is Cincinnati. And um basically, you know, now it's just setting forth those goals, which are, you know, get here, play, make an impact. Almost the same goals as KCU. And then it's like, okay, you accomplish that dream, you accomplish that goal, but what's the next one? <laughs> which is, you know, exactly everybody right. knows pro Yeah, everybody knows pro football. So you know, that was really big behind the name of the camp. And that's that's kind of going to be what the message is to, to, the, to the youth. Um, it's just kind of like when you get home after giving your 110% effort, uh, kind of think to yourself, like, where, if football is your dream, where do you really want to take it? And what goals can you put in place to get there? That's going to really be the mm-hmm. biggest thing. And uh, I know Chaz in here, um, he's speaking as well at, at the camp. Um, <laughs> He's definitely that's that's a guy though that that makes an impact on the youth for sure. So you know, 
whatever message he has in store that God preps him with, I know that it'll definitely be something impactful for sure. I like that. And, um, no, I like that. And you look at it, you know, and, and <clears throat> we talk about dreams, you talk about goals and of course it's a two set. It's a two part answer, I guess, in a way on the field playing football, what are your goals personally that, um, you haven't got it either you have set or you haven't got a chance to set yet that, you know, I know a lot of people don't really do it, but some, you know, of course are different from others. Are there any goals that on the field you've already set or you're trying to uh, come up with or trying to focus on this year um, as you head into the 22 season? And then also part B would be, what are some of your goals um, this year, just academically as we uh, wrap up the uh, spring semester heading into summer, of course, the fall semester? Um, definitely. As far as academic goes, you know, and me, I've I've always well, always been that kid that that tells myself, you know, if it's not a three five GPA somewhere around there, like, mm -hmm. yeah, of course you hold yourself to that four point standard, right? Absolutely. Like, when you don't get there, you don't you know completely beat yourself up. But for me, if it ever slips under a three five, I'm I'm not impressed. You know, I'm I'm disappointed in myself. So um, academically. Um, that's really my, my goal is always, always keep a 3.5 GPA. Um, now, as far as on-field goals, it's definitely to make an impact immediately, um, seeing how um, I can fit into into that five and uh, get on the field. And then, you know, as, when when that happens, you don't say if, when that happens, uh, definitely to, to continue what I've been doing. Um, All-conference, uh, strive for All-American, you know, stuff like that. And if if it doesn't happen, then you just you go back to that drawing board and and you you look at how you improve and you get back to uh, what you want to accomplish. So I like that. And uh, someone let me know real quick, and I appreciate that. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, October first, uh, you'll be actually in Oklahoma, but you'll be at Tulsa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how far away that is from you or not, but hour and a half. If you go, it's I think it's an eighty. I think it's eighty-five miles an hour on the turnpike, and uh, if you can go ninety, you can get there in an hour. So it's eighty-five. I'm not kidding, dude. It's eighty-five. Going up to seventy, can't never get to eighty-five. If you do, you get pulled over. So. <laughs> I gotta make sure. I hope I'm not working that weekend. Uh, let's see real quick. No, um. So I appreciate the the heads up. I did not know that. Um, but no, I think a lot of people, uh, you get to the, and I know I can contest um, to an extent on my own end, but I think a lot of people get to where not so much distractions, but you look at it and um, sweet. That weekend I do not have to work. So that's awesome. Um, but, uh, but nonetheless, I think a lot of people, I think, try to <clears throat> get this I don't know, try to they try to focus on a lot of things and then prioritize i think me i'm talking myself we'll get to we'll get to get too distracted to where they miss the mark and i think i like about you is yeah you're there obviously to play but at the same time you're obviously there to get a degree and the list goes on and on and as i applaud you for that for still obviously playing football yes but hey i'm still here to get a degree and a lot of us and i'm speaking to myself at least as an example is 
we're there, but we get distracted and we miss the mark. And then we have not so much regrets, but you always have those what if moments. And then, uh, so I applaud you for that, dude. Appreciate it. It's definitely, I've seen, uh, I've seen Ali's comment. I appreciate that as well. So, uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's a, that's a name though, man. You know, Dartin, that's a little tough name, man, but that's crazy. <laughs> I do know one person on uh, on Twitter that's watch. I'm kind of trying to see if I can go through some comments um, real quick. She's a Arkansas fan. Um, trying to get her on to talk some Arkansas football, but you guys will be paying a visit to the opening weekend at Arkansas. I can't speak. I never been to an Arkansas game, so I can't really say much. But what I see on television, some passionate fans. Looking towards the season, I know we're still months away, but the way time flies, it's it's going to get here before you know it. Is there any games from your personal standpoint? And I, I love you guys at road trips, by the way. Is there any <laughs> – definitely that Orlando one. Um, is there any game particularly – I know Arkansas is, of course, the SEC, so everybody's always circled the SEC teams. But is there any games that on there just for you personally? Like, man, I'm ready to – to go to maybe Central Florida, Orlando, of course, another team that's going to the Big 12, of course, Tulsa. Okay. Uh, um, Tulsa's not bad, though. I like Tulsa. Uh, Arkansas, Fayetteville's passionate, of course. But, um, and I know you got a, a new, I believe, a neutral site game with Miami of Ohio, but is there any game on there that you're just really, really looking forward to? Um, uh, that, that just popped up. That's definitely facts. We've talked about that forever. I swear we talked about that. But um, yep. the game that I, I definitely probably have circled is at Miami of Ohio at Paul Brown at the at the Bengals Stadium. Mm-hmm. I, I think that'll just be cool to play in an NFL venue. Of course, if we played at South Florida, I would choose that one. Uh, everybody knows I love my visit out there. Um, I, yep. They got something great going on too, but I would have definitely loved to play there. Um, but for this year, I would have to say probably a Miami of Ohio game at Paul Brown. I like that one. Miami of Ohio can uh, um, Miami of Ohio can play some. Um, they can play some games. They can definitely ball out. Um, I got one question for him. I'm trying to figure out if that's what he meant to say. Um, there we go. All right, he is. Uh, He's actually watching on um, Twitter, but for some reason it's not going through. So he's texting. <clears throat> was if I don't understand what he's saying. Okay, there we go. So his question is: Once you graduate Cincinnati, what's your plan? Where? What? Okay. okay. He's continue. Okay, quit texting, dude. Okay, what is? What are you majoring in? And then what are you plan on using? your degree with after you graduate Cincinnati the way he's and I respect the guy he him and I are always giving each other a hard time so I'll give him a hard time on air but what are you majoring in and then of course your goals post uh, graduation um so I'm majoring in basic history uh definitely nice. well, I'm gonna I'm leave here with two degrees um that's that's definitely a fact so uh I'll probably get a degree in history um and then probably try to get my master's in some type of some type of, um, I don't want to say business management. I feel like kind of everybody does business management. But <laughs> right. Community service, something like that. 
Um, but what I want to do really, I, I kind of want to take that um, and kind of teach and coach when the time comes mm-hmm. um, and kind of do that. You know, I definitely want to be around the game the rest of my life. So, you know, football's kind of been that outlet I could use. Um, so I definitely want to be around it um, while also – I feel like teaching high school kids about history, that'll be something um, something fun to do. You know, I kind of feel like when we're in when, when we're in high school, nobody really like I know kids that like math, but you don't really like like math. Like <laughs> it's math. <laughs> and then with science, exactly. Like, English is a lot of reading, but it's like history you get to learn about uh people before you and you know, but even though we're making history every day. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! To, you get to sit there and observe everything, so that's important too. Um, you looking? You, of course, you're looking at. Uh, you know, you're looking. I was going to say towards the future. I know we always plan for the future, and sometimes, obviously, God has different ways to to move our past compared to what we want to go. Let's say I know it's a deep question probably a random one especially just talking um but let's say just 20 30 years from now looking back at this current time uh that you're obviously in your season and in your life 20 30 years from now looking back what will you tell yourself that i'm glad i did blank um something i tell myself is basically i'm glad that that i did go out on faith um, basically, and and take this opportunity because you know this. There could be some people that shy away from this kind of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, I kind of pride myself on is like, okay, if it's going to be tough, I'll make it tough. Uh, I'm kind of used to having to prove myself, having to work through stuff. So uh, looking back on it, it's, it's definitely going to be something that I tell myself um, it's going to be just continue to walk by faith, uh, let God lead you, and uh, especially looking at this opportunity, I am. Nothing but blessed, bro. Uh, it's just like you went to sleep in November at KCU. You wake up in yep. April and you're at Cincinnati. I mean, there's no other way to really define that. Um, it's so rare uh, for this opportunity to happen. And, you know, kind of what what all it took to, to get to this place and who you run through, you can't call that. So um, that's, that's something I'll tell myself 30 years from now. I'm sitting back, uh, hopefully, with – with my brother and, and everybody else that's that's uh, in my friend group around me, and I'm sitting back and we're looking at our kids. That's hopefully uh, something I pride myself on that I could also teach them. So I like that mentality, uh, and <clears throat> you know, and you know, it goes and it goes to show that you know that um, you know faith is a big part, whether people want to admit that or not. Or whatever you know, religion that people practice—that's perfectly fine. Whatever, obviously, uh, gets you through. And of course, you know the dreams and the goals. And because I, I like what Chad said, I put it back on the screen again. Um, of course, you listeners out there, um, if you want to know what I'm talking about, feel free to um, watch the replay on uh, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook. Um, but uh, Chad Morris said, "What if we talk about those two words?" two of the hardest words you will ever have to live with. And and that's spot on. I think that's the biggest biggest question. I know at times I'll um I'll ask myself that especially uh especially here in the last few weeks and the last few months with everything 
not so much family wise, but just my work from going off. Um, but um, but anyway, so I think that's the biggest thing, the what ifs, and then you get the you know, you're you know, not so much, you know, <clears throat> not giving out hints, everybody. I promise that. But you know, potential, you know, you got internship, you get job interviews, you got this, you got that. You know, then it's like, well, what if? What if I get it? Well, here's X, Y, and Z. And well, it's an internship. Um, you know, some are paid, some aren't paid. What if? And then you got, you know, you know, football. Well, what if X, Y, and Z? I think those are always I like some of those what ifs, but especially in that aspect of what if you know you look back in your life and you always have those what ifs because guess what the what if uh, ends up being the what ifs end up being um um you know the the biggest thing we're gonna take a break real quick um i don't know how i'm gonna mute this hold on uh let me mute my mic we'll be i will stay on live but we'll be right my boss is calling. Hold on one second. And we're back. Sorry about that, guys. I did not expect. Did not expect that. Uh, we got some comments going here. <laughs> Sorry about that, my man. I did not expect that. Wasn't expecting that, I should say. Alrighty, we got uh praying hands emoji comment. I'm sorry guys, I'm getting back here. Um uh, praying hands emoji. I'm guessing that's what that is. Tacos we got, do some, uh, some tacos. Do yeah, tacos do sound uh delicious. And then uh I'm hungry, so that's what we got so far. Excellent, excellent. Um but anyway, so yeah, quick quick uh break, but anyway, so um, what were we talking about? I don't remember what we were talking about. Dreams, I think. And um, but anyways, no, I like I like that because I think a lot of the what ifs, and I think that that that's the biggest thing. I know sometimes I'm, you know, currently I always have that what if question. You know, some it's a lot more the the past than it is the the like you know whatever now. But anyway, none. But. Long story short, dude, I think uh, I'm happy for you, man. I was excited when I found out that uh, you were uh, definitely uh, broadening your your scenery and your opportunities. I'm like, man, D'Artagnan's going to be playing some big ball. And, uh, no, I'm pumped, dude. I'm pumped. Uh, I'm excited for your uh, for Cincinnati in general. I think that I respect the program, and, uh, and uh, I know that the playoff didn't go as expected, but – Nah, dude. I think Cincinnati's just is about as they're just making noise, I should say. And uh, I'm glad that you're that you're part of Luke Fickle's uh, Bearcat program. Appreciate it. <laughs> For sure. Um, uh, let's make sure Twitter. Nothing. I'm not seeing anything. Um, but you look at Cincinnati. Um. Obviously, for you, the colors really never changed. Of course, from Casey, I know you got that silver in, but uh, for the most part, the colors from Cincy to uh, from Casey U to Cincy never, for the most part, never even changed. Man, I'm in red and black since my sixth grade year. <laughs> never changed once. I, I like that. Right. 
that's like what that. that's crazy part. During recruiting, I was looking at you know the different schools like South Florida and Buffalo and all. I'm like, I go here, I got to switch up the whole wardrobe. Like, <laughs> like even Arizona, they're they're red and blue, and it was just kind of like, okay, <laughs> doesn't matter where I go, I'm gonna have to switch up the wardrobe. But luckily, uh, luckily enough, I got to stay in red and black. So. Someone wants to know how old are you? Twenty one. Yeah, just turned twenty one uh, last month, March twenty first. Don't know why they asked that. So hopefully, uh, it was added more <laughs> of a uh, more of a curiosity and not a uh, not a um, <laughs> any other way. Because if that was the case, I apologize. And and um, was that Twitter? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to wonder who it was. That's what I'm trying to figure out. But anyway, so <clears throat> of course you got 22. You know, were you a part? <laughs> of course, it has nothing to do with football. Were you uh, a part of the? Uh, I know I saw a lot of it on Cincinnati on uh, Cincinnati, on on Twitter. I'm not a big baseball person, but. Um, but uh, were you part of that Cincinnati Red opening day parade or whatever when the world was going on? Uh, nah. Mm-mm. I'm not really a baseball guy. I'm no, not. I'm not either. Uh, it's, no. it's too slow for me. Uh, Chad Moores. D'Artagnan, let them in on the story you told me the other night. Of course, uh, don't give names. Don't You don't have to give names. There we go. I'm texting him right now. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out which one because kind of like we talk all the time, so it's like I like that. We'll definitely we'll come back to that one for sure. Wait for him to text me back. Figure out which one. Ooh, oh, there Ooh, we that's go. That's that's a story. Um, hey, yeah. I'm ready. Oh man, <laughs> that's that's one. Yeah, that's oh man, yeah, that's one. Um, basically, so we was talking the other night, uh, and this this is basically to anybody um, that's kind of going through mental health problems. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, uh, one of my friends from middle school, right? Um, he kind of reached out. Well, he got on Facebook. I was kind of like saying something about you know I wouldn't trade anybody for. Um, the mental health problems that I'm going through, stuff like that. Not me, but, you know, he was putting that on Facebook. So I just kind of right. looked at it and knowing who I am, I, I decided to reach out. It kind of seemed like he was in a low moment. Uh, just texted him, kind of loved up on him, let him know, you know, if he ever needs a vent, needs anybody to talk to, um, he, can, he can reach out to me. That, that goes for anybody, you know. Um, that's just how I was raised. Um, you know, if, even if you were, you know, like I know Chad or anybody was going through something like definitely call me, um, you know, after I reached out to him and texted him, basically he was telling me about, um, you know, what was going on. He said he was in a very dark moment um, and was, you know, very thankful. He was like, I'm glad that you reached out. And then it got like super serious. He was kind of telling me like, you know, nobody was there for him. Nobody really cared for him. And he was on the verge of, you know, kind of ending it all. And I was just kind of, 
was telling Chad about it. It's just, it's, it's crazy to think, you know, how God times things up. Cause it's like, if I don't text him, who knows? And, you know, that's mm-hmm. been one of my best friends since middle school. Um, so just seeing that, it was kind of like, okay, like, yeah, it's, it's always good things, you know, uh, in the world. And then there's certain things that people are going through that you couldn't even tell. Cause like, uh, so him, he's one of the happiest people I know, <laughs> you know, happy go lucky, yeah. laughing all the time. And, and you could even be going through something. So, uh, basically shine a light on, on the situation. Like if you're going through something, bro, like, you know, anybody, like, don't, don't be scared to reach out and ask for help or to talk to somebody. That, that's definitely big. Definitely. You want to keep your peace for sure. So that's, that's pretty much the story, uh, summed up, um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't go uh, too far into that. I don't want to, you know, stretch it out too long. Like, just kind right. of focus no, I get that. for a second. Yeah. No, I like that because I, you know, I saw a post um, from a good friend of mine who's the uh, the host of Time to BS podcast, uh, and he's out in the uh, Long Island area. I know that, you know, he's battled – you know, he's still at times uh, battling his demons, of course, and mental illness, uh, mental illness. And, um, and of course, I like that because then I think I think a lot of times, um, you know, especially now. And I know I was on a show on a podcast. I should say defining moments. And literally when the pandemic started, it was um, it was important because. You know, we talked about, you know, maybe not so much sports, but we talked about just random stuff that really, you know, to some people may not, maybe, you know, probably wouldn't make any, not really so much sense, but to them, it wouldn't impact them in the way. And, and the question was, you know, he asked was, how are you doing? And that was always how he starts off the, the podcast. And I told him, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, you know, I know during pandemic, I'm not bringing up political things up, uh, people. So I know that one person says, here we go with politics. No, it's not it. I promise you that. You know, during the pandemic, we couldn't see nobody's face because obviously we either one of one or two things were isolated or everybody had to wear a mask. So you can't really get the vibe of anybody per se. And, and I like what, you know, bringing that up, the story up is, is you don't know if you, you know, didn't reach out to him, who knows what would have happened. Um, you know, and I was reading the post on from Dan, you know, and not to, you know, give too much up, but I do know he posted it was, you know, it says, two-year anniversary of when practically he almost, you know, he had some ideas of, of trying to take his life away and and, um, and all that. And I think mental illness is a serious matter. And, you know, I, it's close to my personal life because I expressed it on a few episodes many, many times ago, but, well, way back ago, I should say, but, my, you know, my sister complicated or complimented, um, um, trying to commit suicide three times, failed all three, but, you know, and, you know, she's better than she was then, but, you know, she still has her moments, but, but anyway, not, you know, long story short is I, I applied that. I like that story. And there there we go. Chad Morris. I want everyone to hear who this guy is way bigger than the football special guy. Absolutely. Um, And I think a lot of people get, uh, get, um, you know, we don't realize that football is just a sport. Baseball, basketball, it doesn't matter. NASCAR, if, you, if people out there like NASCAR, whatever it is that you're really, really into, you know, there's more than just whatever it is that you're into. 
um, because of course, you know, all those things will stick stick through one another and or stick through. And then of course that person, you know, once we're gone, we're, you know, as my dad said, once we're gone, we're gone, unfortunately. But no, I like that story, D'Artinia. That's what I like about you. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're, like Chad said, you're definitely a special guy. And I like that, you know, hey, you're a football player at Cincinnati. But, you know, hey, it's life and uh, showing love of God and, and just showing just showing your love and being you. I think that's the, the thing I respect is, hey, what you see is what you're going to get. And all respect towards you. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I think uh... – Sometimes we just we get caught up on the sport, and it's like um, it, it got to be bigger than that, you know. Because uh, you can ask a lot of people uh, in sports. Uh, it's crazy. I, was, I sit chat two podcasts this, this past two days. Uh, probably, I'll send it to you after this. But listening mm-hmm. to the story of, of Ryan Leaf and and you know kind of what all he went through. And then I uh, turn around and listen to the story of somebody that's from me in Chad's home city of Hornsboro, Rex Chapman, and kind of seeing, mm-hmm. like, you know, sport only goes so far. It's like whenever you're in that that moment when it's like, okay, I'm in a dark spot. There's nothing really that, like, yes, sports can get you out of that, but when you're 50 and you can't play anymore, then that's when problems start to happen. And, you know, with them, they – turn to drugs or something like that. And it's just kind of seeing how they flip their whole lives around and listening to that. It's, it's definitely uh, definitely a, a good story for sure, a good podcast. Um, but, yeah, man, it's, it's definitely has to be bigger than football. Something has to push you besides football, whether that's faith or, you know, just being there for your kids or, or your loved ones or friends. Like, there, there has to be something bigger than football. It only takes you, you know, so far, so. I like that. And I think, you know, and I know I've said it many times on Dan's podcast and I said it a few times on mine, probably not more than I probably uh, should, but um, not enough than I should probably. But I say, and, you know, DMs are always open. I think that it's important that, you know, I may not know you personally from Adam, but hey, and I'm sure Dartine's the same way that, you know, know, I'll be glad to help out. Yeah, I may probably send you eventually to the uh, right proper authorities, but none, nonetheless, you know, I don't want nobody to think that, uh, you know, DMs are always are always open regardless. And like I said, you know, I may not know that <clears throat> certain individual personally, but, you know, I'll definitely get that right person to the right people and they can handle it from there. But, but no, I think uh, we miss you and, you know, it's a serious issue, and hopefully, um, more people are open about it, and and we can get some more, you know, more help for everybody. Because I know, here in Oklahoma, and not to drag it on, but here in Oklahoma, you know, they unfortunately they cut almost majority of the funds to the uh, mental uh, health department, and uh, unfortunately, they're tough out of luck. So, um, but nonetheless. Uh, I applaud that. Speaking of 50, you brought 50 up and kind of want to, you know, like kind of lighten the mood. But Tom Brady, he, he is, of course, you know, he he retired for, I think, two weeks and he, he's coming back. Do you think he'll play at 50? Uh, Tom, Tom, man, that's a, that's a weird specimen. That's somebody that really loves the game. 
man, do whatever it takes to play. I mean, <laughs> honestly, if he wants to play until he's 56, he's going to find some way to play until he's 56. Um, that's just me being honest, you know. It's like right. okay. he, he kind of knows he can walk away whenever, and he'll still get that same kind of love, that same kind of respect. But it's like I guess I guess there's something in his brain that just is like, okay, I can keep going. So I mean, mm-hmm. I can see him playing whenever he wants to play. Now, 75, so like that's outrageous. But if he does that, I ain't gonna lie, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how he'll pull that off. But you know, 50, because what? How old is he right now? He's about what? 40. He's a uh, 40. Should be 40. That's right. Tom Brady, I know he's got to be in mid forties. If not, he's close to it. He is. He is. He is somewhere. He will be forty-five in August. So there you go. Ken Morris is forty-five. Yeah. So if he pushes fifty, I don't know. Nah, I think. (laughs) But if he pushes fifty, like he's already the goat. But there's no denying it at that point. Oh, absolutely. Pushes pushes fifty and still pulls out three more rings or something crazy. You might be blocking for Tom Brady if he continues to be 50, 52, and he's still playing. You might be very well blocking for uh, for Tom Brady, dude. I wouldn't mind it. I love it. That'd be, be a great opportunity for sure. <laughs> no, I could see that. Hey, you you know, you got to keep the colors going. Tampa is that, is that, you know, that's the color scheme. Hey, that is, yeah. That's red and black for them. Uh, the Cardinals are in black. The Falcons are in black. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But to be honest, colors don't even matter. Even though I'll be biased, D'Artagnan, blue and orange will look great on you. I'm just letting you know right now. Mile high would be perfect. Block for Russ walking. Isn't it hard to breathe there or something? Like the now they did say that. Yeah, they said that uh, it takes if you're like <clears throat> if you're new to like, I never, you know, I don't go there often. So for me, it'd be like, oh, this sucks. They said in the beginning it takes a while to get used to the uh, to the uh, high altitude, the thin air. And uh, John Gruden, you know, when he was with the Raiders, he always said that. I read an article on it or watched a video, but he always said that hey, when we when we came to Denver. He would actually leave a day or two earlier than they were supposed to, just for the simple fact so his players can get used to that thin air, and they won't be uh, gasping for air in the third or second, second and third quarter, or even obviously late in the fourth. So, yeah, it, Denver, that mile high air is no joke from a lot of people. Yeah, I don't doubt it, man. I said it sounds like it for sure. Like sounds like it'll be hard to breathe in. Chad, how old are you? I am uh, just turned thirty-four. Uh, roughly two, three weeks ago, thirty-four. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah, yeah, not long ago. So you right, yeah, you right after me, basically. The twenty-first mm-hmm. of March. Yeah, yeah. you're right there. Nah, <clears throat> thirty-four. But uh, some days I feel a lot older. But no, I, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's it's fun. Um, but. Uh, what is I've never been to Cincinnati. I will be honest to say that. <clears throat> what is the go-to spot in Cincinnati um to eat at? Uh, it gotta be the chili. 
<laughs> that's what they're known for. Oh, they're known for right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're known yeah. for Skyline. Usually when people come in, that's the first spot they take them to. It's Skyline Chili. Now imagine being 45 points. <laughs> Tell you, man. It's much. Oh man, I don't know if my knees can keep. I don't know, you know. I wouldn't mind giving one, even just for one game, just put me in for one series. I don't care. I like to maybe one last time. I don't know. I don't know if my knees can hold up anymore, but 45 would be tough. Man, that would be tough. Man, I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of curious how TO will do, huh? As I'm kind of curious how TO will do this weekend. I guess he's back. uh, he came oh, under, yeah, he's in that fan control football. I guess he's playing football again. Now I don't know how long, but he's uh he's playing. I don't know if it's a one week deal, if this is through the entire season or what. But yeah, Terrell Owens is uh he's playing. At forty eight. <laughs> <laughs> they should have a Legends Football League and let these guys play in it. They had one for a little while. It wasn't yeah, no tackle. I remember Michael Vick doing it. I bet Mike Vick can still play. To an extent. But anyway, no, uh, 45, <laughs> Chad, definitely 45. If I was in the shape that I used to be in, I don't know if I could do that. That's a lot of, man. It always makes you the, man. I can't even imagine myself being 45 and playing. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh as we wrap <laughs> as we wrap up the show, D'Artagnan, uh first and foremost, you know, I um as always I enjoy having you on and it's always fun. Of course, uh it was long overdue and uh and uh you know, now you're in Cincinnati and that's even better because now with me knowing that you guys are coming to Tulsa. Like I said, all I gotta do is just drive 85 miles an hour up I-44, and uh, I'll be there in about an hour. And so, probably hour and a half depends on traffic, knowing Oklahoma. But and if it is traffic, it's construction. But um, but no, and I'm you know, hey, I I believe in you. I got you know, I know God's got big things for you, uh, not just this season, but beyond. And man, dude, I'm pumped for you. Appreciate it, man. Most definitely, it's definitely uh was long overdue for sure. Uh, you know, we definitely got to do this again sometimes. But, uh, hey. yeah. Uh, September the 3rd, the Cincinnati Bearcats goes to Fayetteville, Arkansas to play the Arkansas Razorbacks, and that should be a fun one. And I'm sure, I don't know what week, that's Labor Day weekend. So, man, D'Artagnan, best of luck. Um, enjoy the rest. Best of luck the rest of the academic year. I know. Finals will be showing up here in the next what month? I'm sure. And uh, we finish. I finish on Monday, man. We are you finish on Monday? God, yeah, we're done early, man. So man, I finish up on Monday. Hey, dude, I'm proud of you, man. Keep grinding, and uh, if if uh, I know, like I said, I don't work that weekend, so don't be surprised if I hit you up. But like, hey, don't worry about you know. I'll be like, I'll let you know. I'm in Tulsa rooting for you, man. Appreciate it most definitely. Dartanian Tinsley, the University of Cincinnati Bearcat. I almost said KCU right there. University of Cincinnati Bearcat. And uh, 
a Bearcats went to the playoffs last year. I still think they can do it again this year and uh, definitely win another American Athletic Conference as they approach the Big 12 in 2023. D'Artagnan, best of luck uh, throughout the summer. I know I'm going to catch up with you prior to, but uh, take care of yourself, my man. Yep, same to you, man. Will do, my man. You've been listening to the Air Attack Podcast. It's a wonderful week. Have a wonderful weekend. Podcast will be dropping out soon on the li- on all major podcast platforms to all the live streamers out there. I appreciate your support in conversation tonight. Everyone have a wonderful uh, weekend. And don't forget, taxes are due coming up. I still got to do mine. Everyone have a great night. We'll see you soon.